Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. To whom it may concern, I'd like to begin this letter with an apology. I came to Thailand on vacation and was told of the curse of Koh Hingham Island. Some friends and I thought it would be fun to go check out this isolated location to get a more unique experience. Upon finding a boat to bring us over, we grabbed our backpack and a cooler with some drinks. After the short boat ride over, we enjoyed the beautiful island, but unfortunately, we had a few too many drinks. Towards the end of our time there, my friend dared me to take one of the black pebbles after retelling the tale of the curse. Not believing in such things, I told her there was nothing to worry about and placed one in my backpack. A few days later, we were set to fly home and we were delayed for more than 24 hours. At the time, I didn't attribute this to the curse, but looking back, it sure feels like the start of it. When I finally returned home, I walked into a burst pipe in my place and most of my furniture ruined. At this point, I still didn't think of the pebble being the cause. After unpacking, I placed it on my bureau as a trinket to remind me of the amazing trip to Thailand. I don't believe it looked at me as fondly. A few short days later, I was in a bad car accident, and I ended up with a few broken bones. My friend from the trip came to visit me at the hospital with a concerned look on her face. She asked me if I thought it was the pebble. I told her I hadn't thought of it, but after she mentioned it, I couldn't get it out of my mind. Two days later, my father came to visit me at the hospital. As he grabbed the handle to the door of the room I was in, he dropped dead of a heart attack. As I sat in my wheelchair at his funeral, I couldn't stop thinking of the pebble. I'm hoping that this letter and pebble reach someone with some compassion. Please take this back to the island. I don't want anyone else to get hurt. I'm Rob Coakley, and this is Hometown Ghost Stories. Cursed Possessions, The Black Pebbles of Cohingham. Hey everyone, so today we are talking about the Black Pebbles on the island Koh Hingham, which is in Thailand. And I just want to throw it out there that some of these names might be mispronounced. Uh, please don't kill me in the comments. I am doing the best I can with these. Now with that out of the way, let's talk about these pebbles in this island. Koh Hingham is a small uninhabited island that sits in Thailand. In order to get here, you need to go to the island Koh Lipi, which is a little bit more of a vacation spot where you can do some snorkeling and stuff to those effects. Now, once you get there, that's when this part of the trip to get to Kohingam gets a little bit sketchy. You're going to need to find a man with a boat and attempt to bargain with him to bring you and whoever else you're with over there as there's no, like, ferry that will just bring you to Kohingam. Now, it's not forbidden to go to Kohingam Island, but... Again, it's just a little bit more difficult than other tourist places to get to. So now that we talked a little bit about the absolutely bonkers path you have to take to get to this island, let's talk a little bit about the history and curse of the island. It is believed that a god, specifically the god Toroteo, is the one that placed the curse on this island. Now this curse that Toroteo placed was not intended to keep people away from the island. It was just meant to keep people from taking objects off of the island, specifically these black pebbles. And as long as you leave them when you take off and sail away, you are more than welcome to play with the pebbles while you're still on the island. In fact, many people go over and they do art projects and they stack the stones and it's just a good time that is had by all that go. 
the issues don't arise until you take a stone back into your boat and sail away. Now, there is a sign on the island in many different languages that warn people that the curse will cause them to lose some of their possessions, bodily harm, or even death to them or their family members if you take off with one of these pebbles. Now, the National Park Department that takes care of this island gets dozens and dozens of packages every year with letters and some of these pebbles begging them to take the pebble back to the island to try to clear the curse that some of these people have gotten. Now, a couple examples of this is they got one letter of a person that claimed that they were relatively well off. And as soon as they got home from this trip with this pebble, they lost their job. Now, not only did they lose their job, they were unable to find another one and their house was foreclosed on and they ended up losing their family. By the time that they wrote the letter, they said that they were in a boarding house and they were unable to get properly back on their feet. Another letter told the story of a family of five that while on vacation went over to the island. Of the five people that went over, four of those family members decided to each take one of the pebbles and go home with them. On their ride home from the airport, this family of five got into a major car accident. Four of them died. The one that survived was the one that didn't take one of the pebbles. The survivor of this accident sent back the four pebbles and asked for them to be placed back on the island to try to make sure that no more harm befall on them or the rest of their family that was remaining. Now what we don't know is if sending these pebbles back actually worked or if this family member was also marked for life after receiving the four pebbles after the rest of the family died. Now these are just a couple of the stories of the dozens and dozens of letters that this department gets every single year. It's a little hard to find them and they don't share all of them, but if you do enough digging around, you can kind of find one or two here and there. Now if you do decide to travel to this island while visiting Thailand, I highly, highly suggest that you leave the pebbles on the beach where you found them. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into Hometown Ghost Stories, Cursed Possessions. This one's about some cursed pebbles. I'm here with Rob. What's up, Rob? So we got to go to Thailand, is what I'm saying, because we have to go investigate this, not even this, just this island, but this absolute insane route you got to take to get there. We're going to fill Dave's luggage with pebbles. What's up, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What is up? This is, a, uh, this is an interesting one. I'd never heard of this place. So this was... Yeah, it's it was off my radar, and I was looking for a Cursed Possessions episode to do. There's another one that I want to do, but I want to be able to take a little bit more time with it. So I was looking for one that we could tell the story, and I ended up digging a little bit deeper into this than anticipated. But it's I thought it was a interesting tale. I think we've talked about one or two locations where you could be cursed taking pieces of the land. Um, I want to say, did we talk about it in Albuquerque? Possibly. It was somewhere. I don't, I don't remember so. for sure. I don't think so. There was somewhere there on like a mountaintop. If you took a piece of the land, you would be cursed and people would send it back. But 
Uh, yeah, so this happens throughout the world, but this one specifically is just the stones that are on this uninhabited island. Yeah, this one, uh, this reminds me a little bit of the cursed book, Shams al Ma'arif. This, because you got the, um, the people that they bring it back to the hotel room and or was it the hotel room or they, they brought it back? Um, mm-hmm. more specifically hotel, yeah. because of the, uh, more specifically because of the, the car accidents. And when the people who were cursed by Shams al Ma'arif had this multiple car accidents the same day, loss of s- several members of their family, um, and the same sort of thing happened with this one. And even, um, Annabelle doll was car accident related as well. That's true. That's um, a good point. Yeah. You get a lot of those that, uh, that do relate around the car accident, but this one specifically with the Shams Al-Ma'arif book reference, um, you get the guy that got the book and he attempted to return it to, to break the curse. Right. right. So it's, when you try to return it, you hope that it's going to break the curse. I am interested to see if when these people do mail the rocks back, like, Hey, can you put this rock back on this island, please for me? Number one, if they follow through and actually put the rock back and number two would be, does the curse actually end when the rock is returned or are you just doomed for actually taking the rock and leaving with it in the first place? Now you're just screwed no matter what happens with that rock. Yeah. You wonder if it's kind of like the pirates of the Caribbean there. They took the gold, but they had to return it to, to uh, break the curse. I just want to talk about pirates. <laughs> God damn it, Dave. God damn it. Um, so, yeah, like, that that's a good point. I, I would assume, like, like, they do return it based on, you know, you're returning it to a parks department that has to go check out the place. They want to keep the natural beauty of that place, and that part of that island is those specific rocks, so they want to keep as many on there as they can, right? And if they are any bit religious from what i was reading the their god torateo that is the one that supposedly placed the curse on this island is like a supreme is like a supreme god for them so they would want to keep him happy so they're holding on to the rock and i don't know if the curse extends to people that just touch it right so like if i sent it to you are you cursed that's that's the stuff i couldn't find out it seems like it's probably only if they're removed from the island, especially if locals are going over and they're stacking rocks and they're playing with them and tossing them around or whatever, and they're fine. It's just the people who leave with the rocks. That's where the curse begins. And it, it what, like, what gives us a lot of credibility is not necessarily the stories of the letters. I mean, the letters do add to it, of course, if people are panicking, like sending a letter back, like, please fix my life. <laughs> I screwed up. But it, it's the sign. It's the sign that's on the island in multiple languages that says, like, don't take the rocks because of the curse. I could understand if an island that's completely made up of one material, like these rocks, has a sign like, please don't take our island home with you. That makes sense, right? Definitely. I mean, it's kind of like, just, please don't steal shit. You see those signs everywhere. But this yeah. one specifically is like, because they're cursed and your life is in danger. That's, right. that's, I was looking a little bit closer at that sign when you posted it. And for people that are listening to the audio, you can go back and check out the YouTube video. Rob actually put up a picture of this warning sign. And it's, I mean, a lot of it's in different languages, but the English part of it says like, um, things that can happen to you if you take it. I think the number one thing was death. Yeah, it's like death, um, there was something about loss of wealth. There's family members can get hurt. It's just, it extends beyond you. So it's not like a curse just for you, but it can extend beyond you to your loved ones. So, so. there's no gift shop on this, no gift shop on this Island with uh, rocks. No, for sale. no gift shop on this Island. And let's talk about, let's talk. I mentioned it a minute ago. Let's talk about this 
bonkers situation to get over there. They're like, you can go to this island, but you got to go to, I think it's called Colipe is the island or Lipe. And that island, it's like, if you look up that island, it is like a resort area. You see the buildings, the snorkeling, the water, the boats, like it's like this beautiful location. But when you get there, there's no boat and it's like a 20 minute boat ride to get to the Kohingam. Uh, there's no boat that goes there, like at all. You have to. To be fair, why would there be? It's a cursed island. <laughs> like, well, I mean, that sounds interesting to us, but if people in the area are superstitious or tourists, it's like it. It seems like it's just a tiny little island off the coast of the city. It's like a, we don't need a ferry system that takes people to this cursed island. It's just I don't know. For us, of course, we'd be all about it. We'd be trying to hitch a ride over there, but I, I just don't know if that would be a hot seller. I don't know if it's worth it for them to even set up the whole ferry system. So every situation, I like tried to read into it more just to make sure I wasn't like finding one false thing. Everyone's like, all right, now once you get to this island, you got to find a man. This man has to have a boat. And then you got to start bargaining with him. You got like, you to convince him to go to the island. And then once you convince him, you got to start bargaining about money. He's going to act like he doesn't want to go. He's going to try to charge you way too much money. Then you talk him down, you haggle him, and uh, he'll bring you over. But anyone that brings you over will not get off their boat. They will stay on the boat the whole time. I think and, in that video clip that you showed, it showed the boat and there was still a guy on the boat. I'm like, what's that guy just doing on his boat? That must have been the ferry ride over or the, yeah. the ferry ride. It sounds an awful lot like the process that you have to go through to cross the river Styx in ancient mythology. You have to go meet the ferryman. You have to give him two coins. Um, <laughs> but it's not even a ferryman, though. It's just you got to find some fisherman that happens to be lurking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just got to find some guy that just wants to haggle you for some money to take you on this 20 minute boat ride to go hang out on this Island. That's cursed. I bet some of them play into it and they kind of lurk around the shore. Oh, They're probably they wearing like a top hat and a cloak with a lantern. They're like, Oh, Oh, what you want to go to the cursed <laughs> Island? What a yeah. surprise. Hey, I just <laughs> happened to have a boat. Yeah. It's painted I'm... black and has lit up skulls all over it. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Is the Island inhabited? No, the uh, cursed one. No, yeah. no, there's, there's no buildings, nothing on it. So if you want to go over there and you want to go snorkeling, you got to bring your own snorkeling equipment, which I think it's just a snorkel, right? But yeah, the, there's not like there's not like or the, or the guy with the boat with the top hat and the lantern happens to have some snorkels <laughs> on deck too. It's just not a you know, not an official business, right? That's interesting. So the opening letter on this story was just something I wrote just to kind of like. Like that wasn't a real one. I wrote that one myself just to uh, kind of give off the the vibe of these letters that these people are getting at the at the national park recreation. But the other two were stories that I found, so I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I looked at those, and you had mentioned earlier you wondered if they actually were sending the rocks back. And this site that I'm on talks about it, and they said that people are mailing the rocks back with the letters, so they're not just sending letters. They're sending no, that, letters. that's what I wasn't curious about we were curious if the people that received the letters with the rocks were bringing the rocks back to the island i'm not gonna lie if like my life was being ruined by uh, this pebble oh i wouldn't trust the mailing system to break this curse for me (laughs) i would just go back to thailand i know that's like a that's a lot of money and everything but richer you they i'll just fly back to thailand listen you can't trust the mailman you just gotta fly to thailand (laughs) That's that's what I want. I mean, I'm saying I'm saying if it was ruining my life, you know, it's like, okay. I mean, hopefully I'm not. 
I mean, I can't afford a trip to Thailand right now. So hopefully this curse doesn't befall upon me. But if, uh, you know, I, I would I would move other things out of the way just to do this. Rack up a little, swipe the credit card a few times. But I'm taking that rock because I don't trust the mailman to do it. Like, are they gonna, are they going to? Did they send back letters of confirmation? Like, hey, we put your rock back. Or are you just sitting there like wondering, like, like what if my damn letter got oh, lost you're, in the mail? You're stressed. You're stressed. You want some car? I, I would just. The reason I'm saying I would fly back is because I need some kind of confirmation that they actually dropped this thing off, so I can be at ease and know that maybe this curse is broken. You don't so. trust the U.S. and Thailand postal system to get a rock back to an island for you? I couldn't point you out Thailand on a map to start with. So I will not be piloting the plane to Thailand. I don't know where to go. <laughs> so you can take that off the list of things I'm going to do. Anyways. Um, I mean, apparently it does work. It's, they said they get a, uh, they get about 30 rocks a year mailed to them, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Is there anything on whether or not they, they give them any kind of confirmation? It doesn't say that they confirm back to the people whether or not they, they bring the rocks back, but I assume they do bring them back because they take it so seriously. Right. There. That's what I, I would. Think, I would assume they do too. Yeah, I would just want in that situation. I would want to be comforted. I don't think they rush it right over. I don't think they get it and they like. Oh, we got to go get on this boat right now and bring it over. But I mean, I'm sure pretty- when they're patrolling the areas, when they bring it back, hmm. I would just stand on the shore and at least just chuck it towards the island for them. I'm pretty good at skipping rocks. I think I could skip it a good twenty minute yeah, boat you, ride over there. Yeah, you no could skip it a full twenty minute boat ride across the. Uh, Across the wa- the water there. All right. You know what? If someone were to mail a rock all the way to Thailand, I think I would actually take the extra effort. But maybe they let a few of them stack before they go to find the uh, mysterious man in the top hat to take them over to the island for them. I, yeah. de- I bet they definitely let them accumulate and probably make two or three trips a year or something like that. That would be my guess. Or mm-hmm. or they just bring them like the. Or they must do like a daily or a weekly check on the island, right? Like this parks department. They mm-hmm. must ha- they must have to go over there once a week or more frequently and that's when they bring them over would be my guess i wonder if there's like a fedex tracking system on when your rock is going to be delivered back to the island so you can figure out at what time on which day your rock will actually be dropped <laughs> off i wonder i bet here's here's a theory we're just throwing out some we're still out some good business ideas for the people of thailand you could do the ferry system and fedex tracking delivery system on the rocks for the return I bet the National Marine Park Department has a basket where they, anytime somebody mails them these rocks, they just fill the basket with the rocks they get in the mail. And then when people come over and say that they want to take the ferry ride over to the island to steal rocks, they say, if you're going to steal rocks, just take one from this basket, cut out the middleman. That's what and I would then, do. And what, you curse two people instead of one? Yeah. yeah. Two for the price of one. This turned into like an it follows situation. I know. Yeah. You're sadistic, Dave, is what's going on here. Mm. Trying to trying to ruin more lives. <laughs> um how about if like your your kids brought went out to Thailand in a couple of years when they're older to do it and they grabbed one of the rocks and uh, you're, dude, the I, one, I, you're the I'd one go, who got fucked because of it. I'd go back to the island with the kid and leave the kid on the island with the yeah. rock, go home, yeah. make a new kid. Just beat him <laughs> to death with the with the rock, like I wouldn't do that. I'm not a monster, wow. but I wouldn't leave him there to starve to death. <laughs> well, he tried to kill you by taking that rock. Yeah, this so is self-defense at this point. This is survival of the fittest because, yeah. as we saw, that rock, taking that rock, can destroy your entire family. This is why I have two kids. I have a backup plan. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. There it is. Mm-hmm. That's why 100%, 100% mail the kid back with the rock. <laughs> yeah, you go drop it off. Yeah, you <laughs> see that guy in the top hat with the lantern? He'll take you. <laughs> He's been waiting. So, I, I do like the difference of things that can happen with this curse, though. It's not just like 
you get a this is what's going to happen to you. It's like the the rich guy got it, and as soon as he gets home, he loses his job. He basically he doesn't die. None of his family dies, but he loses his family, which could be worse, and then loses all of his money. He's well off. He's goes from like probably some big house to living in like a, a rooming house situation, which, you know, nothing wrong with that. It's just like the whole downflow of his life, like from where he was to what he is now. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of like the, um, the first curse possession we did there, the hope diamond. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of that yeah, one. Yeah. A bunch of, bunch of really rich people going real broke. Going real broke. Yeah. That's a good point. It is. It is like that. So maybe that's what drew me to it without even thinking about it is, I like when the curse isn't just one thing. It can, it almost, it's almost like it finds what you're most vulnerable to. So, like, a lot of people would be. I think most people are more vulnerable to dying in a car accident, though. No, but like, yeah, that sucks and it'd be awful to die. But if you're rich and you're living a certain way and then you get thrown into poverty, it's almost worse than death for some people. Yeah. Because you've been in such a, such a level, right? And you're, and you're, yeah, and you're ruining generations at that point, right? So you, at that time, you probably thought maybe your kids are set and your kids' kids are going to be set, mm-hmm. and you lose everything now. No one's set, and yeah. Well, though, to to, to you're you're 100 right, Rob, and this is this point is demonstrable because you take you look at like the 2008 housing crash and people who lost, um, you know their their fortune in in the uh, who are in the, the real estate industry, a lot of them committed suicide. So yeah. I'm about, I'm about to exactly. commit suicide if we keep talking about real estate. God, that just bored the shit out of me in 10 seconds. Absolutely terrible. Never let that happen again, Dave. <laughs> it was uh, it was a pertinent point. But um, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. You want me to talk about pirates? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll tell you, when the pirates hit the real estate market, it was... <laughs> uh, no, no but well, yeah, that is... It is worse... It is a worse fate for some people. Some people would prefer death. Absolutely. Uh, in the in that case, and they they're not given the mercy of death. They are just the knife is just dug deeper, and they just they get into this little hole that they can't get out of, and uh, it's a worse fate. From the skeptical side of this, though, um, you could take a curse, and when a curse affects people, that you know in different ways like that, you could say. Um, that if a person believes their curse, any misfortune that happens to them, whether it would have happened or not, is going to be accredited to that curse. Mm-hmm. So when you have a cursed object that curses people in different ways like that, for me, that's kind of, um, you know, that kind of pr- pushes me to believe it's less real. We you know when a curse is like something specific and this is going to, you know, the Swansea devil, right? Uh, if you do this, this will happen. And that exact thing happens. It's like, yeah, that's bananas to me. If you just, if you say you are cursed and then like misfortune comes your way, I mean, misfortune comes everyone's way at some point, you know? So, right. Yeah. It all depends on how you perceive it. It, That's certainly true. I think with this one, and we can get into our, do we think it's real section? And now I believe, I think with this one, I would need more, cases i'd like to take a look at the actual letters and see what happened to people and see if we can connect the dots a little bit that there's like a consistent thing like with the annabelle doll we talked about there was a consistent string of car wrecks and Mm -hmm. at least one of them leading to a death 
right? With the Swansea devil, church is going to burn. Boom, church, church burned. I'm going to be laughing. Boom, devil didn't, devil didn't do that or whatever. Even the Busby chair, people touch the chair, they're going to die. But, and so I would, I would like to look at, a dive a little bit deeper if it's ever possible and like look into some of these cases and, and see if there's any relation between the types of curses that people are, are leaving the island with. So for me, I think that would be the case. However, however, what I don't mess around with is when things are supposed to be cursed by like gods or when you, when you deal with that level of stuff. And then when there's a fucking warning sign saying this God cursed this thing that you shouldn't do, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take my chances and leave that island with a pebble. So I would like to look further into the cases to determine whether or not I think that the effects are real, but would I say don't mess with this thing? I would say don't mess with this thing. So I would lean on more on the side of proceed with caution, probably real. That's my well, take. There, there's multiple reasons not to, right? A, there's supposedly a curse. B, they're asking you not to take the rocks from the island because it's part of its natural beauty. Um, there's no need for you to take them. Just go enjoy it, right? And and if I was going to push back on this, what I would say is we are going to get all of the bad letters sent to the people. Nobody that takes a rock and doesn't have any bad experiences is going to send a letter and be like, hey, guys, I took this rock. Um, I'm fine. Just wanted to let you know no curse befall, befell on me. You know what I mean? So right. you're never going to get that other side. You're 99% of the time only going to get the bad side. Yeah, it's like Yelp. Actually you, only, you only see the bad reviews on places and very rarely does someone go in and leave a positive review. Right. Fuck so, Yelp. yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that would be my pushback. Well, there's no, there's no situation, like, there's no situation where somebody's going to leave with that rock and then nothing bad ever happens to them again for the rest of their life. So everyone is going to have a negative situation after regardless. So well, I guess say like, like how, but it seems like it's extreme negative stuff. Right. Sure. That's why. That's what I'm saying. I think we need to. We would need more intel to really decide, to, to to start to connect the dots on what kind of bad things are happening to these people to a point where they felt that they needed to send the rock back. Right. Right. So, where are you on this, Jesse? I'm sure. on the my my position is proceed with caution and don't be a dickhead and steal rocks. I I would say that's pretty much literally my same point. I would. I would not take uh, I would not take one of these rocks for the for the laughs for the LOLs. But this is also something that people do on vacations too. Like they take a little vial of sand from the Bahamas or whatever. Like you see it all the time. Like you can go to a gift store, a gift shop at the airport, and buy sand from a certain beach, right? Yeah. So taking a rock from a beach is not an uncommon thing to do. But if there's a big sign saying "Don't do this," this god will kill you. Uh, <laughs> that's a bit of a different situation. Right. What about you, Dave? Uh, I lean on this not being real uh, based on the reasons that I, I said earlier. Um, you going to take a rock? I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't take a rock, not because I'm afraid of the curse. I wouldn't just because it's, it's a disrespectful thing to do. And what, what am I going to do with a rock? Paperweight? I don't need to weigh suffer. my papers. You will suffer, suffer. with your rock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, but mostly it's because if I took a cursed rock from an island, my wife would kill me with it. So, <laughs> Yes. And then the curse would there be we fulfilled. Go. Yeah, there we go. Came true. Like that. <laughs> exactly. Very good. Uh, quick shout out to our patrons. We have Stephen V, Lisa J. Those are our VIPs. Sydney B, Mark M, Papa Squatch, Mike B, Brandon W, Sarah W, Soph M, Hooper, Jake V, Stephanie A, Seth, Dave Sucks W, Sarah, Dave Loves Bacon R, and Captain McSlugs. And I believe we, you said we just got two new ones. Hang yep. On, we have Matthew T and Cody C. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Cody, I'm sorry, Cody G. Cool. Season, season G's look very similar. 
Well, we appreciate you guys signing up for Patreon, and you can sign up for Patreon as well. If you are listening to this on the podcast feed, you could have listened to us on Wednesday instead of Friday. So that's one of the cool little perks you get for being a Patreon member. Absolutely. Also, bonus episodes. Yeah. Talk enough about our bonus episodes. There's Patreon-exclusive episodes, History of Ghosts, going to be releasing a uh, horror story anthology uh, called Campfire Horror stories mm-hmm. that's gonna be coming out too those will be patreon exclusive until october when we do end up releasing them kind of a big old big old jump in content in the spooky season of october which is rapidly approaching too fast that's very exciting lots of new exciting not things. fast enough and too fast both seriously yes. <laughs> absolutely so thank you all for tuning in make sure you like and subscribe leave a comment let us know what you think about these rocks do you think these rocks are haunted? Would you take a rock for yourself or would you just leave them behind? You let us know. Let us know if you think it's real. And uh, we got to pretty much do it, gentlemen. That's going to do it for me. All right, cool. Well, then we'll see you guys on Tuesday for a brand new episode of Hometown Ghost Stories live 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. See you then. Peace. Peace.